You are now tuning in to the Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. Northern Superior Brewing Company always brings forward top shelf product and customer satisfaction. Located on 50 Pym Street in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Northern Superior is available for local delivery or provide a friendly yet exciting atmosphere inside its tap room. Follow Northern Superior on Instagram or Facebook. You can also check out their website at northernsuperior.org. At Northern, we're superior. It's a Northern thing. Now how about some hockey chat? Let's get to the crew inside the Gem Studios, bringing you Gem and the Game Sports Show Hockey Edition, Top Shelf. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show, Top Shelf Edition, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. It is your host, David McKaig. As I sit inside here inside the game, entertainment and media studios, enjoying a nice pint from Northern Superior Brewing Company. But I'm doing it by myself, unfortunately, because I have my lovely co-hosts, Alex Parr and Dane Hancho, joining me virtually through our recording here. I'm going to go first over to Dane Hancho. Dane, my friend, how are you? Uh, life is good, Dave. Just uh, getting prepared for the uh, big Oilers game tonight, if it uh, does indeed happen. That's uh, that's good for a little COVID protocol coming involved in that. Alex Parr, my friend, I saw you today inside SAH. And before we get into the show, after we introduce you here, I got a little funny thing I want to shoot out to our listeners. But first, let's go through this introduction. How are you, my friend? Uh, my mental state has never been lower at this point of the season. Uh, thank you, Toronto Maple Leafs, for doing your yearly uh, bashing of my sanity. You know what? That is very true. The, the whole thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs for the past couple weeks has certainly been tough, to say the least. And the one thing I wanted to bring up, Par, before I even do that, I must make sure I remind everyone to follow North Superior Brewing Company on Facebook and Instagram, or check out their website, northsuperior.org. They are superior, and it's a northern thing. There's so many delicious beer options available, okay? So many delicious options to taste, to try, to either go inside the tap room to pick up. They also do local delivery, Northern Superior Brewing Company. They certainly are superior, and it is a northern thing, I must say again. And as I sit inside the Gem Studios here, enjoy a nice 17 North Pale Ale is the one that I am currently having while talking here. And Norris Pierre Brewing Company has been a part of the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media family for over three years. The Game Sports Show officially three years, the Game Entertainment and Media for over a year, because let's get real, the Game Entertainment and Media just came into flourishing Jan- on January 2020. So I must say with Norris Pierre Brewing Company, follow them on social media. They have a great uploading of content with all their products that you can check out, as well as when things are back to normality with uh, COVID-19. Hopefully we can start having the big gatherings inside their tap room because it is fantastic inside that tap room, especially when you have a good crowd in there and watching the big game on the screen. So I want to say thank you to Norton Superior for being a part of our family and for, uh, of course, delivering uh, this beer over to me just in time for this broadcast. Special to Trevor Zachary as well. Now, part of the thing I want to get into over with you that I said that I was going to bring up to listeners here, and as we go forward on the show, I like to always bring up something loose at the beginning. That's kind of how we always like to do it. Uh, just so this, if people do not know of me outside of the outside of the game sports show or inside the workplace, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, aren't really checking my personal Instagram page out or knowing my kind of what I'm doing on a daily day basis. 
Uh, my full-time job, I currently do in human resources. And of course, the dream is, of course, for the show to continue to grow, which thank you to all of our listeners as our following continues to grow. Uh, but currently, right now, full-time, I do work in human resources, as I mentioned, at the Sioux Area Hospital. Tomorrow is my last day, which is March the 23rd at the Sioux Area Hospital. For the first time in four years and three months, I am leaving the Sioux Area Hospital, and I've accepted a new position as a human resources manager at a Pollard Banknote here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, as I could do that as on a full-time basis as well as continue to grow this platform, the show, as well as the Game of Your Team and Media platform, as I mentioned. And I got a card today from the staff members, and it was involving uh, the, the Human Resources Department of Syria Hospital and my coworkers. And Parr wrote a nice little note, and I'm sure Parr uh, will certainly kind of just attest to what he said, but he said, bring me in and leave me, exclamation mark, question mark. I'll miss the whistles, but you're going to kill it, Alex. Now, Everyone that knows Alex is a very positive guy. He is a hard worker. I want you to explain to listeners what I mean by what it means, sorry, by the whistles. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> nothing better in my morning when I go and I, I take out, out of the office, go down, go try to uh, go get a coffee and come back up and Dave's looking and he just gives me a little whistle. You know, those one of those sexy whistles making me feel cat calling me, making me blush. <laughs> Very appropriate for the setting, and I'm going to miss it more than literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I want to bring that up first, as well as Sabrina had a nice one. He said, keep your stick on the ice, I think, is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that of course goes with the end conclusion, as I do with our sign-off. And the reason why I want to bring that up is because I wanted to say about the whistles that I give par every morning because he's an absolute stud. For fuck's sake, Dane, you're a stud as well, but I don't get to see you every day. Only when you come into the office or when I see you outside, you currently don't work together. Obviously, we're in two different work fields, I would say. <laughs> uh, and But overall, I wanted to make sure Dane knew what I meant by the whistles. And I'm sure Dane has gotten that whistle from me a couple times, no? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure once or twice, bud. <laughs> couple <laughs> times. You know, last show we go with, you know, what way you put your pants on. Today I wanted to, of course, make it known that I'm leaving the Syria Hospital. But besides that point, I wanted to talk about my whistles to Alex Parr and give a little extra love, of course, to Northern Superior uh, Brewing Company. So, fellas, diving into the show, uh, I'm going to quickly say the agenda here. For the first part of the show, it's going to be us three and we're going to go through all the national level of hockey with the nhl news some topics that we're going to bring up sporadically here on our uh, on our round table and then after commercial break that we're going to have after that it's going to sign you both off and it's going to be yours truly that is going to be getting into a lot of the local news and there's been a lot of local news not just from the nljhl or major junior level with the lssu lakers and i must remind listeners that tonight we do not have our espn 1400 edition upload so that's a big reason why top shelf is subbing in for tonight as well as uh, espn has the the live broadcast of a local basketball game so make sure that we get everything we can for hashtag gem local on that second part that i will certainly spearhead for you as best as possible dane i'm going to go to you first as we do each show and i'm going to go with the topic that you want to bring up first uh, i know you brought up one that uh, certainly kind of more of an emotional topic off uh, off hand so i kind of wanted you to leave with that one but the floor is yours my friend yeah kind of a nice uh, heartwarming moment uh, after uh, two years uh, two tough years for uh, former fourth overall pick uh, Thomas Hickey, um, he's uh, he returned back to action uh, over the weekend. Um, got his first assist. The boys won the game for him, six-one game. Um, for you that don't know, um, 
he suffered a lot of injury um, with a concussion over the last few years and lost his older brother um, due to cancer um, at the age of 31. So he's, uh, you know, he kind of went, uh, obviously got asked some questions about from the press after the game and just basically said it's the best feeling he's had in a long time. So, I mean, the boys won for him. He got to contribute in the game and he's kind of back, you know, doing the thing that he loves the most. So definitely, uh, yeah, nice uh, heartwarming story uh, for uh, for the show today. Start off with. See, Par, you know what? We'll, I'll go to you with the next point on this. You know, Thomas Hickey, there's a guy in 2008 and 2009 who played for the World Junior Team for Canada, uh, of course. And a fourth overall pick, as Dan alluded to, with the Los Angeles Kings in the 2007 NHL draft. Uh, quick, quick quiz, Dane. Who was the first overall pick in 2007? John Tavares? No, Patrick. Oh, wait. He's a little... Well, that's way after. 2007? 2007 was Patrick Kane. Oh, my God. Patrick Kane? <laughs> Patrick Kane, yeah. Patrick Kane. Kane. And then you got... That's Sam Gagne's year with the Edmonton Oilers. Fun yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I, I had to think. The 2006, you know, when we lost the cup and then we had a really bad year the following year and got that six overall pick for so that's the I, I before I thought of Pat Kane, Sam Garney is what came through my mind first. So then of course Kyle Turris went third overall that year is currently in Edmonton Oilers. But uh Par, I want to go over to you uh of course with Hickey. It's such a great story as well. Someone who's a fourth overall pick, right? Who was in a draft in a Los Angeles organization that never played a game for Los Angeles, of course, as I moved over to the Islanders, but kind of your comment about that. We love these feel-good stories on our show, right? We talk about them all the time. We have them on our special edition uploads as well, with Rob Fred and mental health battles that we see in the game post-hockey as well. But obviously this outside of that, uh, Hickey had to battle those injuries and a lot of battle personal, uh, personal issues, and he came back to the game. And he was able to uh, really persevere in that game. And he, he plays, he gets two couple helpers, they win the game. It's just great to see. Yeah, when you said LA Kings, that's not that's not a team I associate with Thomas Hickey even for a second. That's something, wow. It goes to show you how long this guy's actually been around and to make a comeback where, you know, it's at an age where you're not a young spring chicken anymore. Maybe he will, maybe he won't, who knows. So to come out, have a game like that, the team all around to have a game like that, that's so cool. You just got to keep your fingers crossed that it keeps rolling for him because that's the stuff that makes sports so so magical at times. Yeah, it does, right? And you, you kind of got the overall, like, the feel-good side of things with Thomas Hickey, of course. You mentioned there, of course, you don't see him when it comes to the Los Angeles Kings. You think of the Manchester Monarchs for a number of years that he spent there. Uh, then, of course, with the, with Long Island, where he has spent over, I think it's his eighth season, one like over eight years with uh, with the Long Island right now. And uh, Manchester, Manchester, sorry, is the first team that he played with before going over to Long Island. Then he had some time in Bridgeport. And this is a guy, of course, maybe people peg him as somebody who hasn't lived up to the hype per se right if you look at someone who's a fourth overall pick and you look at other fourth overall picks maybe he doesn't line up uh, to what you see with other individuals but he is still a serviceable serviceable defenseman and the feel-good stories that we get to see uh, with this I really hope that we get to continue uh, to see the success for him this year and he has the team to do it right Alex like you got to admit the Long Island the New York Islanders are a good hockey team and a lot of people don't talk about Long Island well, it's because they're boring. Who wants to watch a really good defensive team? And that's that's no knock to them either. They're just good at what they do, and sometimes that's keeping it slow. Yeah, it is. Now, you know what? Like Thomas Hickey, uh, it's just overall, I know you and I both went back and forth about this, but it, thumbs up to him. And thumbs up to Long Island too, right, where someone's hurt 
you know, we know a lot of the Leafs ways they put somebody on IR and wait until they're either their contracts down to points or, you know, they really support them after. But, you know, Thomas Hickey battled, battled and the support for the Long Island organization. That's just overall great to see. Now, Dane, I want to give you final thoughts uh, about it. And if you think, you know, obviously Hickey's not going to get two points every night, but I think he's definitely a good add uh, to Long Island's defense, which is already uh, a boring, if you will, like Par said, defense to watch because they're so good. Yeah, I mean, defensive depth uh, never never hurts the team. So, obviously, the Islanders are looking to go for another long, healthy run in the playoffs. And, um, you know, the more help you can get back. And, you know, that's a, it's a little bit of an emotional boost to uh, Hickey and the team, obviously, getting them back, too. So, I mean, they're not the sexiest team out there, like Alex says. They, they don't play the most exciting hockey, but they, they definitely buy into the system. And, you know, they definitely play for each other. And... I mean, you know, they got pretty close. Uh, I think game six they took to Tampa last year. Was it game six, game seven yep. even last year? So they weren't too far away from going to a cup final. So, I mean, yeah, I think uh, they got just as good of a chance uh, as any team in the uh, whatever conference you want to call them this year. So, you know what? One thing that I like about the par before we go over to you, your topic uh, is Matthew Barzell, 25 points, 32 games. That's their leading score. You look at everybody else, the the uh, Lee, Pajol, Nielsen, Bailey all have 18 points and 19 respectively for Lee. Wallstrom has 14, Sezik is 13. They can go down the list at this current time for Courtney about the depth. And Matt Martin, former Leaf, five goals, four assists, nine assists, uh, nine points, sorry, in 32 games. Not that he's flying up big numbers, but for a guy who's 6'4", 220, and known just a, the, to rock the body out there, more so put the puck in the net. He's had some good games this year, and that's the big thing about Long Island. I believe he's a top three scorer on that team. It seems like I believe he found a good fit there in Long Island for what he needs to do. The pressure was obviously really high when he was in Edmonton when he started, but he's still a good hockey player, 30 years old, has some life left in him. I know he's Dane's favorite oiler deep down. I know he's a big Eberle fan. He may not want to admit it currently right now, especially with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl will be in Edmonton, but I'm sure you still have a heart. I got him right behind me right now. I still, I still love doing that, really. Oh, there we go, of course. So then Eberle, uh, that's what I see with Long Island is just the depth of scoring. Now, Par, I don't know if you want to comment on that or you can proceed to your topic that you want to bring up. Uh, no, just to finish that comment, let's see who on the Islanders wants to step up in the absence of Anders Lee, because losing him for an entire season is going to be a, a bit of a shock to the system. Yep. Good point. Very good point. When you, when you lose a captain as well in that locker room and someone who's a power forward ask like Anders Lee is, that is definitely a big loss. And maybe somebody like Dimitro Timoshov has only played a game so far this year. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just bringing up some former Leafs now as I go. But I have a lot of asterisks always beside uh, Kiefer Bellows and uh, Michael Dalcol. Those are guys that I would just waiting for somehow to break out, especially Michael Dalcol, who is obviously was a high draft pick. He was a fifth overall pick in 2014. Fun fact, Aaron Ekblad won first in that draft. That's the year that Toronto drafted Willie Nylander over Nikolai Ehlers that year, which people still say that they don't agree with. I don't know how to feel about that. Obviously, Ehlers has more points and more games, but obviously I think they're kind of two similar type players of sorts. But besides that, uh, Parp, do you have anything else you want to bring up to the to the table besides Long Island? Mm, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Something that everybody here can probably comment on is that North Division's getting a lot closer. And at the, the beginning, well, the beginning quarter of the season – People thought the Leafs were going to run away with it. But as I look at the standings right now, it's 623, March 22nd. 
I'm looking at the Leafs tied for the lead with the Jets only four points behind, the Canadians only five points behind, the Canucks seven, which is a little bit, especially with three games in hand, but still. Um, are the Leafs still the favorites, or are the tides turning here? What do you guys think? Dane, I'll let you go first, and try not to be biased. Be as biased as possible. It'll be hilarious. Be either. I'll try not to be either. <laughs> I'm far from biased. I would say the <laughs> Probably you're still the favorites. I mean, they still are first place. They have game in hands. Even the Oilers, even though the Oilers are tied with them, um, I think you know watching the Oilers um, beat Winnipeg over the weekend with you know two really good performances defensively and offensively. Um, so I mean, as an Oilers fan, I'm definitely happy to see it. But you know, we still got our asses kicked two weeks ago by the Leafs. So until we get that uh, that game on Saturday. And, you know, oh, yeah, that's that this goes. I think it's I, I think you can't really say that, you know, the the Leafs still aren't the favorite to win it right now. Well, well, let's let's look at it this way. The Jets beat the Leafs. The Leafs beat the Oilers. The Oilers beat the Jets. And they were all clean sweeps of the season series. No. Well, I guess the Leafs did win one in overtime. But still, I digress. I mean, those are your one, two and three teams. And they've all proven that they can beat each other. So, I mean, I, I think this division's a lot closer than a lot of fans of uh, of the Leafs or any other team wanted to say at any point during the season. Jets are scary. Jets are scary. Oh, be. The Jets are fucking scary, man. They're, that's a team that you like. You said this, Dan, and I you took it right from my mouth when I wanted to text it to you myself. You don't want to play that team in the playoffs. You don't. Like in the first round, and let's get real, right? You're looking at Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg right now as your top three at this current time of talking. When uh, Edmonton plays, like, is, is slated to play tonight. I'll put it that way. And despite how that goes and how the series of Montreal goes, that those series is Toronto against Edmonton. Then I know Toronto plays Winnipeg follow like just about right after that, basically as well. So the next couple of weeks are really going to determine who I think is up there. And let me tell you, if you're the second seed playing the third seed, okay, I, I if if Winnipeg finishes first and then you got Toronto Edmonton play each other in the first round, book it right now. That is what's going to be. If Toronto finishes first, it's going to be Edmonton Winnipeg. If Edmonton finishes first, it's going to be Toronto-Winnipeg. Those are your top three. And let me tell you, whoever, if someone's playing Winnipeg in that first round as the second or third seed, if, Edmonton, if Winnipeg sorry, finishes second or third, that is going to be one tough fucking series. You're going to get fucking beat up, and you're going to get hurt. <laughs> you're going to be battered bruised as that first seed either plays Montreal or Hoover. Heck, maybe Calgary sneaks in there somehow. Uh, but, you know, it, it can be a bit more smooth sailing, Dane, I think, if you, will, if you want to comment saying that a first seed is going to have an easier route to the second round, maybe, if they win, uh, opposed to the team who has to play the Winnipeg Jets, if that's who they play in a second, third seed scenario. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it doesn't matter where you see that's going to be tough, right? Like, and you're taking home, home ice advantage out of the equation, especially about fans, and you know how much that kind of influences the playoffs. So, um, I obviously I think you probably want to get that first seed and kind of you know see see who finishes fourth. But I mean it, it's so close right now. Vancouver, Calgary, kind of coming on a little bit. Um, Montreal finally won a game in overtime, so now we know that if they ever do make the playoffs and go to overtime, they can win. Um, after going 0-9, which is like a, a ridiculous record to go in overtime, or they have maybe one win prior to that. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I do I do kind of want to point out that I, I, I think it was very naive for, and I'm not, I'm not saying you guys as far as Leaf fans, but, 
you know, the Toronto media and everybody, all these so-called experts, you know, thought Toronto was just going to fucking run away with the North Division and gave no respect to the six teams that are below them in the standings. And now look at where we are. So, I mean, Toronto still has a good chance to win the division. Um, I don't think they're going to win by 10 points. I think, you know, it's really going to come. I mean, I, I think a lot of the seeding is going to come down to like, you know, the last three, two, even last game of the season. So yeah. it's going to be, it, it, it's going to be a ride just to get to the playoffs. So I think, you know, as fans, we're, we're really in for a treat and um, it, it's going to be stressful. You know, there's going to be tears along the way. There's going to, you know, there's going to be laughs. There's going to be excitement. So I'm, I, I'm very much looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, this is our one year with the North division. So, you know, might as well have it nice and tight. I mean, Ottawa's obviously not going to get back in the mix unless something crazy happens. Um, Imagine, my God. <laughs> yeah, put a hundred dollars down on Ottawa making the playoffs right now. Probably uh, good payout. Good payout. Now, you know what, Par? Before, and I'll transition this over to you. I said before with my comment that uh, with with uh, the, the division, the Oilers game is postponed. Sorry to interrupt you. No, the Oilers game is postponed. So that is confirmed. Uh, but so as we sit here and talk, so we just anyone who's listening live on the twenty second, obviously, just in case you don't know, the Oilers are playing. But Par, as I was saying, with um, with the Leafs, their upcoming schedule. Senators are, you know, Thursday, of course. You have the Oilers Saturday, something Saturday, Monday. Then you got the Jets Wednesday, Friday. This is going to be a big, big week if you're a Toronto fan, Oilers fan, and even Jets fans. Like these, these top three teams in the division, you're talking about the North Division. It's getting real tight. It is real tight. It's going to be tight till the end of the year. And I think this is going to be a defining week especially if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs that bounce back. What are your comments about the North Division? On the North Division, I don't know. Anytime I think the Leafs are doing anything good, they always spit in my face and then say, how could you ever fall for this again, you idiot? So, I don't know. I'm just going to – let's reverse jinx it. The Leafs are going to finish dead last. The Senators (laughs) are going to finish first. And hopefully I don't put any bad juju on the team. Juju Smith-Schuster? No, that that in itself is a bad juju. <laughs> Speaking of Juju, you resigned in Pittsburgh for the Steelers for one year, but we're talking hockey here, so we'll stick to that. We'll save that for in the pocket bonus upload upcoming in the near future. But it's certainly going to be an exciting week. I want to say something flat out with that comment. I know this might get a rile out of Dane a little bit. Maybe it won't. But I think based on this season, and this is based on this year on statistics alone, and I think I've said this on other shows, the Atlantic Division is showing how they have the better teams, Toronto, uh, sort of, I guess you can say Toronto, uh, Tampa, Florida, Boston is, you know, they only got 28 games. It's not, there's still four games, you know, behind the Islanders and Pens and, and uh, three games behind the Capitals. So rightfully they're in Seoul, they'd be right up there in the standings with those, with those teams. And there's a team that's also battled a little bit in terms of injuries, et cetera. So Boston, I think right now the Atlantic division has shown that they are maybe the superior division in the NHL if they still have the Atlantic. Maybe. Yeah, we're just going to ignore the fact that the other three teams in that division are the, literally the three worst teams in the in, in the NHL. So, <laughs> maybe top-heavy, but bo- at the bottom, literally the three worst teams in the NHL are in that division. So Which one, North or Central? Oh, Atlantic. 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 Like Ottawa okay. and Buffalo? Are you joking? 
no competitiveness in it. Like, like, sure, maybe it has some of the best teams, but it's not a competitive division. You're guaranteed to make the playoffs. The top heavy. Is that, isn't that like Toronto's offense? Well, actually, no, the defense is good this year. Shouldn't say that. <laughs> Take that, retract that. But Buffalo, they're very good. What are you talking about? Six and 19, they're right on schedule. <laughs> They're yeah, right yeah, off. They're gonna get relegated to the AHL here pretty soon. <laughs> oh, nine and one. They're past in thirteen straight losses. That is absolute fucking dog shit. And when is it gonna be enough in Buffalo for changing the culture, firing this coach, firing this coach? How about this par? I'll bring this up to the table. I was gonna go. I'll my my topic that I'll bring up. I'll just use it towards the end. Since it's, it's very great news before we go to commercial. It was great for history of hockey. But Buffalo Sabers, okay, Mike Babcock to Buffalo. No. <laughs> Can I throw that out there? Can, he was supposed to go there over Toronto. Saskatchewan's got him in there. Maybe if they want this change of culture to to whip these fucking young guys in shape, why not make them cry with Mike Babcock? Um, I don't know. I don't think your team that's already in a rocky place needs a shock to their PR team trying to do cleanup control because that's not going to get any good press right now. Um, and I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it would be the complete opposite. I mean, apparently Ralph Kruger is a player's first kind of guy. And I mean, you know, you might get the other end of the spectrum on that if you hire Babcock. So at least you're changing something, I guess. Oh, Buffalo, absolute dog shit. How good's Jeff Skinner? My God, I don't how know. good's Taylor Hall? Um, I don't know if I would get either of those guys on my men's league team. Maybe Taylor Hall, but not Jeff Skinner. Okay, especially with that contract, five years, nine million dollars. Okay, that, that left on that term on that contract. If not, maybe I'm wrong by a year, but who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. The guy's getting paid an absurd amount of money to, to, and he is the most overplayed player in the National Hockey League by far. By far. And when um, Botterill p- played that contract, Dane, of course, I, we know kind of connections with the Botterill family, so I won't chirp anything in terms of the Botterill family. But Jeff Skinner, okay, has two goals and one assist at the time of this recording for 20 in 26 games. And he is a dash nine, which I'm surprised he's not worse. Uh, there's a guy that did not deserve the contract that he got. And he went seventh overall. In the 2010 draft. And Dane, back to you. Who went first overall in 2010? Is this one John Tavares? <laughs> Taylor Hall. Oh, oh Taylor, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. John Tavares is 2009, no? And then Stanford yeah. before that? Okay. Yeah, I'm out of balls. I'm in the ballpark. Obviously, it was, throwing obviously you under the Taylor bus. Hall. really set me up for that one, and I still got it wrong. I'm throwing, I'm throwing you under the bus right now is currently what I'm doing with those on the spot. So listeners, trust me, he knows his shit. But when I throw him on the spot, probably make him a little extra I nervous. Could, I could have figured it out, but I would have had to reverse backtrack from the most recent first overall pick and go in order and then figure it out. That's kind just, of that's how I do it. I just I, I can't always put the, the the name and the date together. I have to do like a little bit of math. Divide by two, carry the one times six. We, just, we don't have time for it. We just didn't have time for it. So. <laughs> a random guess. Absolute brutal, Jeff Skinner. Okay, you wouldn't even be able to pay me if you paid half his contract. You would have to pay half his contract and then pay the the other half of the contract. Okay, and then you'd have to give me ten million dollars just to take him on my team if I was if I was the Detroit Red Wings, for God's sakes. Okay, that or the Ottawa Senators. Okay, like nobody wants this guy right now. And if he ever tunes into the show, he might call me and say how much I suck. Sure, whatever you want to do, Jeff Skinner. But let me tell you right now. You're you're going to be borderline getting bought out and spending the rest of your career 
okay, in a Division II Liga out in Europe the way that you're fucking playing, okay? There's better guys. I have friends in Europe that are better hockey players than you right now, and that's no offense to them, but they could have played in the National Hockey League, which is known as the best league in the world, and you're doing a bunch of fuck all. But the topic I want to bring up, boys, uh, of course, is uh, not the feel-good topic. I'm going to say that for the end, as I mentioned. We talked about this off-air. That I want to bring up the finalists in your mind at this current time uh, for the four kind of top trophies that are mostly talked about. That is the Hart Trophy, the Calder Trophy, the Selkie Trophy, of course, and the James Norris. Now, everyone also talks about the Vesna, uh, but we're not going to talk about the Vesna today. Uh, these four trophies, uh, of course, that we're going to talk about, keep it simple, keep it quick. Dane, I want to go to you first, then part, then to myself, uh, to say who you think the favorite is for each trophy in your mind. Dane first. Well, I, I, I would say McDavid's already won the heart. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, it was close with Austin Matthews. Matthews missed a couple games. McDavid's been absolute lights out in the last since, you know, basically that Toronto series. He's almost averaging two points a game and it's in the realm of possibility that he may get a hundred points in a 56 game season. So um, bar injury, which, you know, knock on wood. Um, I think he, it, it, I don't even think it's close right now for the heart uh, over to the Selkie. The Selkie's a little bit more interesting. Um, I think, you know, the usual suspects, you know, guys like Anze Kopin. Always going to be in the mix, but two guys from our two teams that I would look at Leon Dreisaitl, uh, leading the league in uh, takeaways, um, he is second in plus-minus at, like, plus 23. Um, and he's one of the best face-off men in the game. So I don't really know what more you can ask from Leon Dreisaitl this year. Um, he's spun in the offseason, said he was going to work on his defense. And, I mean, he's uh, kind of a different player out there. And then Zach Hyman's another guy that I think you definitely got to get a give a couple looks at. He's been unreal for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He does about everything on the ice for that team. So... I mean, those are kind of, I don't really have a favorite right now. I mean, statistically, I would say, believe it or not, Leon Dreisaitl statistically would be the favorite, but we'll kind of see how the uh, rest of the season goes. Uh, the Norris, I mean, I think the clear front runner is probably Victor Hedman has his team in first place in the NHL, but uh, again, I mean, Morgan Riley's having a pretty good season for Toronto this year, kind of a comeback season after last year. And then I think Darnell Nurse is a guy that you really have to look at. Um, he has 10 goals already this year. Um, he, would be, he would be on pace for about a 25-goal season this year um, if it was a full 82. Um, he's way up there in the plus-minus, too. I think he's right behind Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, plus 21. And then, I mean, Tyson Barry, I don't think he's like, I don't, I, I don't think he brings enough defensively to really be in the, in the Norris category, but 30 points in 33 games is pretty good. Um, but definitely, I think Victor Hedman's the front runner. And then I think the Calder is probably pretty wrapped up with Kaprasoff, but we'll see how kind of Stutzel, you know, goes the rest of the way here. But I think Stutzel and Kaprasoff are kind of, you know, streets ahead. Uh, of everybody else so yeah that's kind of my uh my rundown on things i like that i you didn't think i, I can qualify for the calder as a rookie day you don't think my men's league numbers are good oh come on bud i don't think i'd be considered for that par how about you i honestly don't have much to dispute besides how easily you think mcdavid will win the heart and hear me out before you tear me into it um the heart is the most valuable player to his team. And unfortunately, I think that's Patrick Kane. 
I think the awards kind of favored into uh, the the player that does the best on a team that wasn't necessarily supposed to do any good, a la Taylor Hall and what was it, 2017, 2018 with the Devils. Like, the Devils were supposed to be a bad team, and this guy just had a crazy year and didn't make them unwatchable. So I feel like that kind of favors Patrick Kane. But as for the rest, the Norris, Hedman, and it's not even going to be close, the Calder, Kaprizov, and right now it's not even close. And for the Selkie, I mean, yeah, honestly, I just don't know enough about who's playing both ends of the ice really well because those aren't normally the guys that are your big, big household names. Uh, um, and, I mean, with Jonathan Davezo, I mean, that, that opens the door for somebody else to kind of step in and be that considered perennial Selkie candidate. Yeah, you know what? Those part, those are very good answers. I know you uh, mentioned with the heart being the most valuable player to his team, and obviously, I would say that Connor McDavid is. Without McDavid, you know, of course, Edmonton Oilers have dry saddle, but I don't know, man. I really the way McDavid played the other night, those it's it's a it's a fucking cheat code, and it pisses me off. But nonetheless, nonetheless, you know what? Like on another level this year, it's crazy. It's it's it's. It's it's fucked. I can't understand. Like when he gets the puck, your heart skips if you're a fan of the other team. Okay, you, you're not stopping this guy. And I gotta say something before I even get my answers. Enough with the drop pass on the fucking power play. Connor McDavid is the one that started it, or I believe it might have been the Edmonton Oilers. But besides the point, they started it and dropped it off to McDavid, and McDavid would carry the puck into the zone. Okay, when you're dropping the puck off to Willie Nylander, or if you're dropping the puck off to Patrice Bergeron, no offense to those players, especially Patrice, he's sick. Skating the puck in you're not Connor McDavid okay you're not gonna get that puck in at mock speed yes McDavid is mock speed okay the one no other team should try that stupid ass drop pass drop back pass par I threw I threw my wallet at the wall I've done that in the apartment Dane can attest to that uh, when we lived together at the time I literally hate that drop pass so much and no one else is able to do it unless your name is Connor McFucking David. Okay, end of story. Enough cursing by me. Now, going to what I think for the trophy side of things. With the heart part, you brought up great examples with Patrick Kane. Obviously, there's a guy who has 42 points at the current time of this recording. McDavid has 60. All right, now... <laughs> That's a big gap. That 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 is obviously a big gap. It's going to be hard, but I I do want to say Patrick Kane, and I would love to see Alexander Barkov work his way up into it. I feel like he has been an absolute dark horse, if you will, uh, or just been absolutely amazing uh, with the Florida Panthers. But I'm going to have to say my favorite for the heart, and I'm going to have to actually agree it's going to be Connor McDavid. I think the NHL is going to go that route this year. But I do agree with you about Patrick Kane uh, being the most valuable to his team. So uh, I agree with you on that part, but I'm going to say NHL this year and the way McDavid's putting up these astronomical numbers, I think it's going to go over to him and they might defer that little side of the most valuable to his team side and go with the obvious amount here. The James Norris trophy, you know, if I had to go in terms of a route with the James Norris trophy, I was kind of looking at different routes here and kind of seeing like you know, Jeff Petrie's having a great year. You have Tyson Berry who's having a great year. Fuck you, Tyson Berry. I got to flat out say that. Uh, Quinn Hughes, John Carlson. A lot of good players are doing well. Morgan Riley, Shea Theodore, big fan of Shea Theodore. He's going to be a stud on the Canada Olympic team, in my opinion. But I am going to go the obvious route here and say Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman's Victor Hedman. He's my, he's, I think he's the best, if not one of the best defensemen in the league. He's having a great year this year. And uh, I really feel like he's that all-around best defenseman. Uh, Calder, it's going to be Kaprizov. I want it to be Stutzla. I love Tim Stutzla, despite being an Ottawa senator. 
Kirill Kaprizov is is a stud. Okay, he is an absolute stud. And the Selkie Trophy, a lot of love, Dane. I love how you gave Hyman a little bit of love. Uh, Kopitar is always always a favorite, but I honestly think that this is going to go to Alexander Barkov. I have a feeling that this is going to go to Barkov this year. Uh, I just feel like he's able to contribute on the penalty kill. He's able to contribute on the power play. He's doing great points-wise, and maybe that's where the league will kind of substitute how good he's doing. But also, Kopitar is having a great year statistically as well. So it'll be between those two players. I hope Hyman gets into that running. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's going to be definitely uh, Alexander Barkov if I had to go with that this year. So that is my favorites overall. Uh, I want to open up the floor here to anything else you want to bring up fellas before we let you go. We've talked for about 35 minutes here, a little bit longer of an introduction, but Dane, do you have anything else that you want to bring up to the floor? Um, no, I think uh, we basically covered everything that I wanted to talk about this week. Like that. Make sure that I make sure you guys get your, all your inputs in. It's going to be a pivotal week coming up in the National Hockey League, as long as, of course, COVID doesn't intervene. How about yourself, Alex? No, all good, Dave. Uh, go Leafs, go, and stop breaking my heart and making goalie controversies at literally the worst time during this five-year span. Screw these Freddie Anderson, Jonathan Quick shit, too. Okay, enough with these rumors. Okay, like Jonathan Quick is not going to Toronto for Frederick Anderson. Okay, unless you're trading us Jonathan Quick, and I say yes if you're a Leaf fan, and eating up half the salary, trading us a second-round pick and a prospect to get Frederick Anderson as well. Yeah, it won't, probably it's way overvalued, especially with an expiring contract. But nonetheless, it's not going to happen. It's going to be Freddie and Jack to go for the rest of the year. Okay, nonetheless, Jack Campbell's been a stud. Ride with the hot hand. And yes, Freddie's been playing like dog shit. Part... You've said Freddie has not good in the clutch games, but he's still good to have him and Jack Campbell as a one-two punch. Uh, yeah, if he's not injured, which he absolutely is, and it's really pissing me off, so I'm glad they're sitting him. Definitely sitting him. Jack Campbell's playing well. Definitely go with that hot hand. And, but the, the feel-good topic that I wanted uh, to bring up today, of course, fellas, and it's great in terms of diversity in the National Hockey League. Just overall with sports that we're seeing, obviously with refs officiating the NBA, obviously the NFL. Historic night for the all-black line in the American Hockey League for the Ontario Reign. Okay, you have Akil Thomas, Quentin Byfield, and Devontae Smith-Pelly. Devontae Smith-Pelly, as everybody remembers, was an absolute stud for the run uh, with the Washington Capitals when they won the Stanley Cup. But, uh, of course, if you, if you look back to 1948, Manny McIntyre, Herb Carnegie, and Ozzie Carnegie, December 1948 were the first all-black line. And for the first time since that time, in 2021, okay, which <laughs> is a long time later, okay, is finally happened where we saw this. And Akil Thomas, Byfield, and Devontae Smith-Pelly, that's a pretty damn good line, first off, especially with Akil Thomas and Quinn Byfield, second overall pick in this past draft. It's great to see this transition, okay? And one thing that we're going to bring up in a, in a future end one episode or just a sporadic sports upload. And when we have our first sporadic sports upload content presented by thrush creative co is that there was a screenshot that I show, was shown with LeBron James and Sue bird uh, with women's basketball and men's basketball, obviously the difference of income business, all that the accolades of Sue bird had matched what LeBron had, but the amount of income was completely oil and water difference. Okay. And the big thing is now, of course, I'm not going to jump into that topic too much, but you have an, an, 
association that isn't as profitable as the NBA, of course. But I love, would love to see this transition in terms of diversity and culture. And the NHL, okay, and there's been a lot of positive black hockey players, Kevin Weeks, Anson Carter, Willie O'Ree, of course, and the list goes on uh, with players that have been involved in the National Hockey League. And to see this, it's awesome to see. It's historic. It's it's something that's going to keep showing that transition uh, and to hopefully get everyone behind this modern era in terms of sports and equality in sports and just overall in life. So I, I really give a thumbs up to the Los Angeles Kings organization, particularly the Ontario Reign, for putting this uh, this line together. And it's just overall refreshing uh, to see. And it was a great article in the NHL.com uh, that you can fully read. It gets into full detail that is fantastic we're going to talk a lot as we come closer fellas the trade deadline as well it's going to be interesting to see how that goes especially if you have a with the flat line cap uh and you also have the this quarantine protocols and a lot coming up pivotal week in terms of standings trade bait you got hall you got kyle palmer you got matthias Ekholm. you got you got a lot of pieces on the table but a lot of issues can come in in terms of protocol especially if you're a canadian team it's going to be a big week in terms of the national hockey league especially for the north division so it is going to be absolutely big now dane that was what i wanted to bring up last going to go to your sign off here my friend i appreciate you taking the time to come on and we'll talk soon my friend yeah thanks for having me another good show um probably got one or two left in me before i uh, head up to the far north there so We'll, uh, we'll make it a couple good ones. We'll definitely get together for the Leafs and the Oilers, finally. I think that's a game we can actually start. We can actually watch together and try to plan that out. Maybe, right. with, maybe without throwing fists, though. Yes. 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 Uh, as we all know, I uh, don't... We, no. I just won't say that comment. It's not good to fight. Let's keep our hands to ourselves. COVID-19. Alex Parr, my friends... Thank you, as always. And again, thank you for the card that I had joked about at the beginning. Uh, and just overall, your video. Dane, I know you haven't seen this video yet that Parr has done for our website. It's going to be updated. Uh, again, Alex walks up to the plate and hits a grand salami. And it's fantastic. It's going to be featured on our website as we hopefully have updated. Just waiting for the confirmation from our website designer, Aaron Robinson. Uh, it's, it's great, Parr. Thank you for all that you do. Uh, it's more than appreciated. And of course, thanks for taking the time tonight, my friend. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me as always. Of course. And listeners, we're not done here yet. We're going to have a quick commercial break. When we come back, yours truly is going to come up and give you the hashtag gem local recap quickly. We're here on the Game Sports Show, Top Shelf Edition, presented by Norton Superior Brewing Company. Can hear from those sponsors? When we come back, yours truly, to get to the local side and wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Game Sports Show, powered by GEM, the game entertainment and media. We want to tip our hats to Compass Imaging and Demansky Office Interiors, two great businesses in one great location. From overall graphics to full office needs, Compass and Demansky has it all in one stop. Make sure you check them out on Facebook and on Instagram. Yo, Dave, hold on. I know you're in Canada, but don't forget we're an American show too. I got to give a special shout out to one of our American sponsors for the show. Moe's Pub in Escanaba, best pub in Escanaba. 24 TVs and all the NFL games on every Sunday. Multiple local craft beers on tap. There's no place better to catch the game. Moe's Pub in Escanaba. Sorry for the interruption, Dave. Back to you. See ya. 
Hi, it's Rob Shrimp from 44 Vision Hockey. 44 Vision Hockey is an online coaching platform for both boys and girls. The 44 Vision platform is a 360-degree immersive training model designed to help players achieve their goals. You can learn from the coaches who have all achieved from the highest levels in the game, all the way from NHL on the men's side to Olympic team members on the women's side. Check out our website at 44visionhockey.com. The game sports show and game entertainment media want to give a quick stick tap to livingsisu.com. Sisu is a Finnish word for determination, tenacity, and resiliency. Livingsisu.com wants to activate your lifestyle by offering discounts and exclusive offers from your favorite sports brands. Sign up as free at livingsisu.com where you will earn instant offers that will help you save on sports tools, products, supplements, and so much more. Be sure to check it all out at livingsisu.com. You can follow The Game Sports Show on Facebook and Instagram at The Game Sports Show. Hi, this is Paul Maurice from the Winnipeg Jets, and you're listening to The Game Sports Show. Welcome back to The Game Sports Show. Yours truly, David McCaig. I want to say thank you again to Alex Parr and to Dane Hanschel for joining on the first part of Top Shelf Edition presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. And as I mentioned right off the hop, I'm still sitting here inside the Game Entertainment Media Studios in the Gretzky Corner, and I'm enjoying a nice pint from Northern Spirit Brewing Company. I am on uh, the second pint of this recording, and it's the 55 that Northern Superior has. It's one of the more uh, known ones, of course, but they have many other options available. The Red Maple, they have 17 North, they have the Light, they have many options. You could check it out on Facebook, Instagram, give them a call, check out their website, northspirit.org. They do local deliveries and many options available for your cravings of delicious beer. Northern Superior Brewing Company, where they're superior, and it is a Northern thing. You could check out all editions that are presented by North Spirit Brewing Company, which are, of course, this Top Shelf Edition and Strike Zone with yours truly and Connor Henderson and another episode of that coming in the very near future. So make sure to keep an eye on all of our uploads for that. And, of course, other editions of the Game Sports Show. We have had our recent upload with a special edition upload, special edition number 35, presented by Little Caesars Pizza featuring Cam Jansen. What a fire upload that was. And you can check out the teaser video on our Facebook page and also the upload through Instagram, which is tagged at the game sports show. We also have sports center editions that are in the pocket, which is currently on a break, but we have our and one editions. And speaking of and one, that means a basketball reference. My goodness, March Madness is absolutely pure madness. Pure madness. Like the, the underrated seeds are taking care of the higher seeds, unless you're Gonzaga, and things are just absolutely crazy. But we'll have an uploaded episode of that going this week as well. ESPN 1400 edition with myself, Scott and Ace and EJ Russell and Butch Davis has been postponed this week due to another broadcast, uh, but we'll hopefully have that back on track for you next week. But in terms of the hockey side of things, I'm going to make sure that I revamp all that. And oh, I cannot forget about recent other uploads on the GameSportShow.com. Hot Seat Upload with featuring EJ Russell. We've got Butch Davis, Simply Butch on there as well. Check out the in-game broadcasts on there as well for all the local games that were voiced by Scott Neeson and the crew. Lots of options to check out. Now, you can make sure you follow Spotify, Apple, and Amazon for all that. But nonetheless, going you've already heard a bunch of promotions in terms of the introduction. You've heard the commercials. Let's continue top shelf here, presented by Northern Superior Brewing Company. And I'm going to stick with going with the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Now, 
In terms of Gem Local, I'm going to give a little explanation of that. Gem Local is the game, entertainment, and media local site. So that means where, of course, where the show is being broadcasted, we jump in to talk about the local side of the sport, in particular on the topic that we are talking about. Of course, right now, with yours truly recording inside the Game, Entertainment, and Media Studios, which is based in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, we are going to dive into the NOJHL in particular with the Sioux Thunderbirds and also the Blind River Beavers. Of course, we're also close with the Sioux Eagles when they are playing in the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. But the GEM local perspective will be in other areas in Ontario as well as we continue uh, to grow the game, entertainment, and media. So with this particular discussion, I am going to be sticking with, in terms of the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, that is, we're talking about the regional teams in this area. And the Blind River Beavers and the Sioux Thunderbirds have been playing, of course, since our last broadcast. And that's been last week where the Thunderbirds ended up winning a game and the Beavers ended up winning two games last week. They do have games upcoming this week. That is on Thursday, also on Saturday, and also on Sunday as well. Two of them at 7, and Sunday is the one that is at 2 o'clock. Two of them are in the Sioux, which is Thursday and Sunday, and Saturday is in Blind River. And with the Blind River Beavers and Thunderbirds, of course, earlier with the season when it started back up, the Thunderbirds were able to have a strong start, of course. They were doing really well, but the Beavers have really caught on and made it extremely competitive, and it is some exciting hockey between the Blind River Beavers and the Sioux Thunderbirds. So if you have the opportunity to go watch them, or stream the game through the website. Make sure that you do so. Of course, the, Co- the Cochrane Crunch and Timmins Rock are also playing that you can check out and stream through the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League website. Now, sticking with the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, if anyone can recall any f- stories that you've had in terms of junior hockey with these references of Blind River, Sioux Thunderbirds, if you played on Abitibi, Yes, make sure I bring up those. Or, or even if you played it with the North Bay Skyhawks, any kind of memories that you want to bring up uh, to the game sports show in terms of your memories in the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, we are developing a current project with current and also ex-junior players. Please don't hesitate to reach out to give us your best memory that you've had with the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League. Proceeding from the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, we're going to be moving on to the major junior levels. Now, obviously, with the QMJHL, you have... A, a season that's obviously very different, okay? You have, right now, a league that started a bit later than the Western Hockey League, okay? But there are two out of three major junior leagues functioning currently. The QMJHL, the WHL. And the only one that's not currently operational, of course, is the Ontario Hockey League. With the Ontario Hockey League, okay, it is different because of the protocols in the provincial in the, and overall in the province. We've had petitions that were put out. We were hoping to get a season playing. And we were hoping to hear more news this week. So I'm not going to jump into uh, too much discussion about it. Does anything can happen just at the time of this recording and just going into tomorrow? But there's been multiple discussions that we've had on this show in regards to what we feel could be done with the Ontario Hockey League. And... With the NHL draft lining up with the Ontario Hockey League, the Western Hockey League, QMJHL, NCAA, I think it is imperative, okay, that they do a OHL season and do it right in terms of having more than just 20 games. As long as you finish your season, your playoffs, your championship, whatever you're likely going to do, before the NHL draft, I think that is where the main priority is. The big part is that we give these players a fair shake in terms of 
getting their eyes looked at from the National Hockey League, professional levels, and everything of sorts. You're taking away a year from senior players, and if they're unable to play this year, I hope, I'm very hopeful that they're compensated and maybe they can play an additional year next year if they have to bend the rules a little bit because it's starting to get a little crazy. Okay, but as we have more news in the Ontario Hockey League, yours truly will jump into it. With the WHL and the QMJHL options, you can check out their website where you can keep up with the stats. Currently, at this time of recording, there is a game currently being played. And overall, in the Western Hockey League, it seems that it's been going really well in terms of their protocols. But you can stream every game live right on uh, the WHL website. You just it goes on iOS and Android. You just click on there as well. And options are there for you with the QMJHL as well for streaming. So not too much that we're going to jump into with regards to games, just in terms of content relevance. But the games are going on. Junior hockey is going on. But the OHL is still at a standstill as we await the full confirmation, which, again, could happen at any time, any day, or just overall notification of what is going to occur. But I wanted to save this news for last as it is the best news, if you will. No offense to the Thunderbirds, the NOJHL, Blind River, also just the major junior levels, but some history, of course, being made with the LSSU Lakers men's hockey team. They won the WCHA tournament this past weekend. And that is a piece of history. I wasn't born when they were the champions in the late 80s with the Doug Waits and the, the overall the, the fandom that they had, but they showed a lot of their fandom and loyalty uh, when they arrived back at the Taffy Abel Arena last night, which is the home arena of the Lake Superior State University Lakers team. Fans waiting out there. Okay, the WCHA championship trophy, of course, lifting it out in front of the crowd and they, of course, winning the championship. Lake Superior State University has battled okay, last year with not having as strong as a year as everybody wanted them to have because a year prior on how strong that they were, or I guess I shouldn't say strong, just how, how well they performed. They come out and the Laker men's hockey team wins the WCHA championship, advancing to the NCAA tournament for the first time in 25 years, winning 6-3 to three over Northern Michigan. Okay, number 17 seed Lake Superior State hockey team won the 2021 WCHA championship uh, to earn the program's first ever WCHA championship and secure an automatic bid in the 2021 NCAA Division I Men's Hockey National Tournament. Okay, now they defeated the Michigan Wildcats, Northern Michigan Wildcats, as I mentioned, by a score of 6-3. to three. Ashton Calder led the team with a hat trick. Dustin Manns, Brandon Purcelli, and Jakob Narquest each tallied a goal in the Laker victory. And goaltender Merrick's Mittens stopped 25 shots to lead them to victory for the 6 3 win. You can check out the article on lssulakers.com as to give you full in depth detail of the Lakers' run in the finals overall as well. Now, the Lakers' next opponent okay, is through the NCAA selection show, which was airing on ESPNU, which, of course, at the time of this recording, March the 22nd, they will be facing UMass in the opening round of the tournament. And Lake Superior State University earned the number three seed in the tournament. And, of course, the number two seed is the University of Massachusetts, Minutemen. 
And now this game in the East Regional that will be played on Friday, March 26, 6.30, will be televised nationally on ESPNU. Fantastic to see with the LSSU Lakers. Hard work paid off. They win the championship, and now they are in the NCAA tournament. Great things may lay ahead with this team. They are a number three seed. They are going to be in for a very good game against the University of Massachusetts. And you make sure that you should tune into the game through ESPN. You can keep an eye on all the Lakers content as well as with Matt Pocket and the crew, as everyone would know from ESPN 1400 uploads and through Sovereign Communications with Matt Pocket. We'll have all the news here with the Game Sports Show and updates. Hashtag Gem Local with the LSSU Lakers men's ice hockey team as they pursue an NCAA title. God, that's just exciting to see. And just gives me shivers to see this team get back into that tournament for the first time over 25 years. And to play a team such as the University of Massachusetts, it's going to be an exciting game again. Friday, March the 26th at 6.30. Congratulations to LSSU winning the ACHA championship and getting into the NCAA tournament in the third seed. That is going to be everything for in terms of Gem Local here on the Game Sports Show and for the Top Self Edition presented by Norton Superior Brewing Company. Comment below. Give feedback below. Yours truly here for the for the last half of the show, giving you everything that you need to know locally in a perspective of hockey. If there's anything that you want me to bring up that I may have forgotten, comment below and get an interaction going. Or make sure you let me know and I can remember to bring up that specific topic for a future show on Top Shelf or other shows that we have on the Game Entertainment and Media or Game Sports Show platform. I want to say thank you again to Dan Hanshaw and Alex Parr for taking the time. Thank you again to Norton Superior Brewing Company. This beer is delicious. Went down nice and smooth for this entire broadcast. It has been David McKay bringing you this top shelf edition. And again, I'm here to remind you to follow and like on all the platforms of both Norton Superior Brewing Company and the Game Sports Show. Here to remind you as well to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.